Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and my patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, and my new patrons, Jane Jewell, Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, and the GeoGearheads. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com for more details, slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. We're going to jump right in because we've got a big show today, and we're going to try to fit it all into one hour. So we're going to jump right into show number 27 for Sunday, December 11th, as I welcome my friend Keith Petrus to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate you being on. And uh, we got so much. So uh, first, I want to do a couple um, notes, uh, news, and then we'll get right into it. So first I want to give an update on last week. Uh, we ended up raising a thousand dollars for St. Jude's on the podcast of hope. So thanks to everyone. Yay. For, uh, being a part of last week and, um, just a, a wonderful, uh, you know, really, um, just thankful for everybody who watched the show, who, was on the show and just uh, it it was just more than I could ever uh, hope or dream and so it was really uh, turned out wonderful and I'm just really thankful for everybody so the link is still live in case anybody is interested or still wants to uh, to participate uh, in that event it's uh, the website's events dot dot org slash uh, forward slash geocache talk. Uh, still up. Um, so if you do want to, uh, to give as part of that podcast of hope, you sure can. Um, all right. So I've asked for a couple things that I need people to send me. Uh, first was new year's resolution. So if you have a new year's resolution, um, email me and I'm going to add it to the website. Uh, we're, we're, we're creating a little list. I've got, um, tick magnet sent me his, um, so I've got, uh, I got theirs up on the website. Uh, so send me your news resolutions. will be kind of fun to keep track of during the year for 2017. Uh, and send that to uh, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Also send me your questions. Uh, we're doing a special, or I'm doing a special Christmas night show. Um, so I'm not going to have on any guests that night. I really didn't want to burden anybody with being on. And, and um, 
So I'm just going to do a, a solo show. Probably won't be as long as a normal show of me rambling on. But uh, anyway, if you want to join live, we'll, we'll take we'll take some questions live. But mostly I want to get questions ahead of time and, and um, get those prepared for the show. So send me your questions about Geocache Talk and um, how you think it's going or you have questions about podcasting or geocaching, whatever you want to uh, – to bring up, send me your questions and it might make it on the show. Uh, another note is about Cashly. Cashly 2.0 came out uh, this week uh, and Nick's gonna be on the show in January so uh, to talk about 2.0. So if you haven't downloaded it or if you want more information about Cashly, uh, one of our cool sponsors, uh, you know, go over to cashly.com. And uh, so, Tonight, I have one of my sponsors on, uh, which is uh, Keith with FTF Magazine. Um, so Keith, I'm gonna, I want to bring up a couple quick items before we kind of get into uh, other, well, I tell you what, I wanna, I'm going to table a couple items about uh, FTF Magazine, actually, uh, make an audible. We'll talk about a couple notes I'd made uh, during that period of time. Let's first... Keith, um, you and I, we were together, uh, we did a show on cash release uh, last year when we first got to kind of get to know each other, but um, whole new audience, some uh, people who have obviously uh, uh, familiar with uh, that show, but some people who aren't, who uh, are just kind of maybe getting to know you in the, in the wonderful magazine. Um, first, uh, if you would talk a moment about how you even got involved in geocaching? Let's start with that. How did you even get involved with it? Uh, way back in, I think, 2008 or so. Okay. Um, I used to follow along with Will Wheaton's blog back yep. when he was he was really struggling to kind of like survive his, his Star Trek, uh, uh, the crashing of his Star Trek career. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, he was talking about uh, all the things he was doing and mostly about his, his trying to get work. It was at a time when he was not uh, being not very successful. And uh, one of the things he was doing uh, with his stepson uh, was geocaching. And he only did it for a very short time. Yeah, he did. Um, unfortunately. I, I happened, have, yeah, I wish he'd have stuck with it, but go ahead. I know. I, I happened to, to see a few posts that he, uh, during the brief time he was doing it. And it kind of, uh, piqued my interest and so I, I got a I signed up for an account and I went and I tried to find a cache near my home and uh, uh, I don't think I was successful the first time around and I think uh, I dropped it for about a year uh, until the uh, geocaching app came out I believe it was in 2009 because that's right about when I started getting really active mm -hmm. uh, and uh, once the app came out for the iPhone um, that's when I really took off uh, sure. just uh, but all inspired by Will Wheaton of all people. <laughs> you know, there's a, a few people who um, I think are surprised. You know, if you go look at the list and now, I don't know if all of them, all the celebrities that geocache, I know some of them have, <laughs> um, I don't know if you caught, um, uh, they, um, what is the guy's name? I'll think of it here in a second, but he was on uh, the tonight show and talking about geocaching hey. about him and his son. Uh, were geocaching. He was in uh, the Wolverine uh, movies. Yeah, I remember that. He was the uh, the he other bear-like guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was saber tooth. I can't think of the name either. 
Yeah. Somebody will yeah. remind us of that. But anyway, he was on there. So <laughs> there are celebrities that geocache. It's kind of interesting. Um, next week, I'm going to have on the guy uh, uh, who uh, basically invented Ms. Pac-Man. So it'll be fun uh, having Doug, oh, McCray, cool. Doug, Doug McCray on. He's kind of a, I guess, kind of a celebrity. So, um, <laughs> so from that, how did you end up uh, creating the wonderful FTF magazine? Uh, I know there's a lot behind it, but kind of what's the genesis of how this kind of began? Well, once I caught the geocaching bug, I started looking for sources of information. And naturally, I thought, well, hey, there's probably a magazine out there somewhere. I'll subscribe to it so I can uh, kind of follow along with my new hobby. And, uh, of course, there was no magazine at the time. Well, actually, there was a magazine, but it was a failed magazine. Yeah. A whole other story. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, uh, the, um, I, uh, I floated the idea, uh, uh, you know, to some of the people that I knew since I'm a graphic designer already, I thought well, I could, you know, just create my own magazine. Mm-hmm. So I floated the idea and everybody said I was crazy. Everybody said it wouldn't <laughs> work and, uh, it had been done before and it's a horrible failure and nobody wanted to read an online ma- or nobody wanted to read a paper magazine. Anymore. Right. Everything was done online. And, uh, and, uh, somehow, it, uh, I've been able to make this thing work. Uh, it, it hasn't made me uh, rich like I was hoping it would make me in the beginning, <laughs> but it uh, it's definitely been a uh, a workable idea. It took me a while, but uh, uh, it's. Uh, well, it I know I read them. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I've, been, I've been reading for a, I've been reading for a while now, um, and That's I love great. I love all of them uh, uh, over the years. Uh, and some of the, actually I. I'll be honest. I, I actually um, gave away a couple as prizes, um, so I kind of wish I would. Wish you would have done that. Yeah, you bet. Um, <laughs> I, there's there's so many things. Where we're we're going to spend a few minutes talking about um, the magazine. Um, it is um, it is a for me. Um, it's. Um, it's you do a, a fabulous job. I like the the. And I know this can't be easy to do, but you've got some wonderful <laughs> photography in here. Um, just tremendous. Uh, I love uh, different articles. If anybody's, I mean, I don't know why anyone would not subscribe to this. I mean, it's just. It's, I don't either. I don't understand. I don't, it. I don't understand. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, but I mean, there's just you know, expert stuff. There's, you know, stuff about, you know, how do I search for a geo tour? I mean, there's, um, it try just, to pack as much into it as possible. Yeah, at, you uh, do. And to... Um, there's the parts about the, from like sunny and Sandy, the, um, mm-hmm. the sound bites as, as they mm-hmm. refer to them, just wonderful. I mean, you've got some great contributors, um, you know, except for Electric Water Boy, we're not going to really talk about him much. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> take what you can get. <laughs> uh, I love to give Tom a. I love to to. Uh, I love to bust Tom's chops sometimes. He's great, <laughs> but I, I do. Uh, he's got a great puzzle section. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely could not do the magazine without all the contributors. They they would be impossible. Uh, they uh, they uh, made my job much easier. Uh, Baytown Bert, he's a, he's hysterical. I love Baytown Bert. Great. <laughs> um, 
Now, and then somewhere in here, and I'm never very good at this, and so actually I'm not, I've really, I'm not one of the people that, that does it, but um, talk a little bit about wherever Spartacus is in this crazy thing, and how, <laughs> how, that, how that all began. It's a great story. Tell us about that real quick. Uh, when I first started the magazine, somehow Chuck Seidlinger, who is Spartacus 06, um, right. he, he'd been in every issue. He'd been, he was in the first issue. He was in the second issue. He was in the third issue. And at some point he said something to the effect of, man, I've been in every issue. I'm going fi- right, to figure out some way to get myself into every issue. Right. So, uh, yeah, there he is. So, uh, <laughs> and what's cool is you tell where everybody, what I like is that you tell us, you know, the next issue is like, where was he? Where he oh, yeah, he was right he there. Why did I see him? Oh my gosh. Anyway, go ahead. So that's how it kind of began, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, he, he was talking about that. So I said, I, I approached him and well, I emailed him and said, Hey, you want to be in every issue for sure. And, uh, originally we were going to have him, uh, Originally, I, the idea was that he would photo, he would he would go basically go photobomb people's photos, uh, caching photos and things like that, and right. we put them in the magazine. But that was a problem because he couldn't like he was only in one spot. He's up in, in northern the northern United States, and he uh, uh, and everybody would know which photo he was in based on the location because he, he clearly wasn't going to be bouncing all around the world in the, in the United States and everything. So. Uh, then I decided it'd be easier if I just took, if he just sent me a photo and I photoshopped him into different places within the magazine. So mm-hmm. he's been in a, inside a UFO and, uh, and all over the place and reflections and bumpers yes. and reflections, and sunglasses. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> he's uh, he's always somewhere in there. He's like, I, he had one buried in artwork not too long ago. Yeah. Well, not too long ago we had him. He was like a little cartoons party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's so cool. Um, yes, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that, just a fun idea. Um, and you do have some. He uh, was with a baby. One, this one. Let's see if I can show this real quick, and then we'll move on. But uh, he was in the baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I was assuming that person wasn't actually a, a, a geocacher. Wouldn't be upset that I photoshopped Spartacus' head onto their baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh man! So now you and you've yeah. you've said before too. It's like when the when magazine comes out and people first get it. I mean, people are like on it. They want to. They're like oh, yeah. they find it and they they want to they uh you know send it in. So all right, uh, the husband and wife teams will fight over the magazine to see who can find Spartacus. <laughs> find Spartacus first. That's sweet. <laughs> the kids grab the magazine. <laughs> yes. Now tell me about these and how these. When did these begin? I'm about to show. And um, what is the genesis of these guys? And I'm showing uh, the a cryptozoology of- tags. Um, well, the pathtags.com guys uh, basically made me an offer I couldn't refu- refuse back when I first started the magazine. They said, "Hey, I'll give we'll right. give you a free path tag to, to give out to your subscribers to you know promote our business." Yeah. So uh, the first few I did, the first one I did was just a generic sort of FTF tag. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, I need to, this needs to be kind of a series. So the next one I did was a series called the Earth, Air, Fire, Water series. There was only four tags. Mm-hmm. But as the magazine, the magazine hadn't gone out of business yet, so I had to come up with more ideas for tags. And I, <laughs> I was trying to think of a, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like, well, now I got to keep going. <laughs> now I got to keep going, exactly. 
So I was trying to think of something that I could go on, that I could, could create a, a, a type of tag that would be collectible, mm-hmm. but that would, I would never run out of potential tags to do. Yeah. And I, when I thought about the cryptids, there's hundreds of cryptids. Right. So, uh, and probably new ones being formed <laughs> as we All speak. All the time. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, but, showed, uh, I showed Bigfoot. That actually, Keith was my very first uh, path tag ever. Oh, awesome. So Good. that was my, my, that. My, my first experience. And of course, Bigfoot. You, you got me hooked. So, you know, now I've got. Um, uh, oh, I've you've got, got my insects. Uh, my uh, insects. We'll talk about uh, that in a minute. Yes. But I've got. Nemesis series, right. And, yeah, the Geonemesis. We'll talk about that in a moment. But yeah, I've got. Yeah, it's a Kraken. Yeah. The, the Kraken. And then uh, I've also got. I need to update some of these. There's the. Lizard Man. Okay. Lizard Man. And you now, just came out. On the Kraken, I actually spelled Kraken wrong. I used two Ks. I didn't realize that at the time. <laughs> hey, it's, a, it's really a collector's <laughs> item now. Uh, and then you got Pig Eel. It just came out, right? Mm-hmm. That's the latest one. Now, this you, is the one you get free. Yes. The magazine when you subscribe. Yes. And, um, in fact, I want to mention that here. Uh, this would be a good time to mention those, but uh, that's the um, – do you – I like the designs. I really do. And now are you, are you creating, um, are you creating those or are you kind of, cause you're, like you said, you do, you do graphic art work really. Yeah. I, I basically just, I look job. at the, the cryptids Wikipedia page and I look at, I yeah, sometimes I'll Google photos of whatever it is. Yeah. And like the Montauk monster was a good example. You can get a ton of photos of that thing. Mm-hmm. It was some kind of animal that walked, washed up on the beach. Right. So I just used the original photo and kind of said, okay, and did a little sketch and then traced it out in Illustrator and then uh, I sent the artwork off and it's a done deal. Uh, awesome. I've done pretty much the same thing with all of them. That's why, you know, the Bigfoot is the classic Bigfoot pose from the most famous photo ever of Bigfoot. Yes. You know, yes. with him walking with that odd stance, you know. Yep, that one and, stance, yeah. Yeah, so all of them, you know, the imagery's there. I just have to go in and make a simplified version of it that'll mm-hmm. that'll work on the path tag. Well, it works great. Yeah, path so path tags are... Uh, Path tags are not easy, by the way. I mean, I've I've got um, I did I did hours, but really I just used I I, uh, I hired somebody to do my graphic work for me, um, and so um, wherever it disappeared for, and um, uh, it has eluded me. That's okay. Um, but so I mean, those are those are not easy because I, I did. Um, uh, Michael and I did one for cash and release, but when the first one I did of, of that for as a path tag, um, the nice thing is they show you the, they're like, okay, here's you, you put it, you submit it to them and you're like, and they, and then they design it and they say, here's what you gave us. And it's like, Whoa, that is not right at all. Cause it looked really bad. I know exactly what you're saying. Sometimes <laughs> they take their own little liberties with your tag and you have, you have to, a lot of times I won't even notice. It'll be such a subtle thing, Yeah. but I'll go back yeah. and look and I'll say, Oh yeah, they went and did this a little differently. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, uh, they're doing it in such a way to make the ink or the, uh, the enamel flow well into the coin. Right. And, uh, and so I can understand why they would need to make small, small revisions to your artwork. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It just uh, until you've done one and, and seen how they, how the process is, it takes a little bit mm-hmm. sometimes to, to get it just right. But I like the fact that they, they allow for that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I've got all the Geonemesis that I think I've got them all. Is, is there? I've got five. 
I don't know exactly how many of those there are. The, I've kind of I've kind of uh, fallen behind in creating the GeoNemesis tags. Uh, I was I'm planning to continue making those as well. Okay. But the uh, uh, I've got the Space Oddities Oddity series as well. That's an ongoing series that I've also fallen behind on. Which was so, uh, what was the name of that last series you talked about? What was the that? Space Oddities? Uh, in that oh, one, yeah. I have the Mars crab. It's yes. all these things and photos of like the Mars face and all that kind of stuff. I remember that. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's an interesting series too that uh, there, there, there's a ton of that sort of stuff going out there as well. You can buy those. And then I've got this one. Talk a brief Oh, good for you. Thank you. That was for that a... tag you only get for uh, referring other subscribers. That's uh, the bronze level looks like uh, Geo yeah. uh, Evangelist tag. So you, you, uh, you, you refer someone to the magazine, and if they mention that, that you were you were the refer when they signed up, mm -hmm. uh, I send you one of those tags. And if you send three people all together, you get another tag uh, that's a silver version. And if you end up uh, having five people say you referred them, you get a gold version. I've got to work on that. I really do. Yeah, you're, so, you're on your way. You, yeah. only need, uh, you only need four more. I need four more. <laughs> so everybody listening, if you do, if you do subscribe – Oh, this Keith. may be cheating. <laughs> I know. <am> I cheating? <laughs> so I'll, I'll start emailing people. I don't care. That's, That's fine. Like, oh, well. Subscribe um, and get Jerry his tag. <laughs> absolutely. Help me out and let me get my tag out of that thing. Um, all right. A couple things. I'm going to read this and then we'll uh, read a couple notes about what's going on right now. And then uh, we'll talk about it. So this is a note that you wrote. It says, well, folks, it's, time, it's that time of year again. Just wanted to remind you that nothing makes a more economical or appropriate Christmas present for your geocaching friends and family than a subscription to FTF Geocacher magazine. By the way, Keith, we mentioned you last week during our geocaching gifts section. So awesome. Thank you. FTF magazine is a great uh, Christmas gift. Um, now, here's what they'll receive. They'll receive the latest issue along with your uh, uh, your bonus swag pack. Shipped out as soon as possible. Place your order now to beat the holiday mail rush. And on that note, yes, we've teamed up with the guys at Path Tags to offer you an extra subscription incentive. Renew your subscription today and we'll send you a promo code for $10 Path Cash back on your next Path Tag order around uh, after artwork approval. So um, I think I might need to... Getting close. I think I'm down to four. Let me see where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, no, I got five issues left. So after this next one, four. So I probably, I could probably go ahead and renew. I would get uh, $10 of path cash. Is that right? Right. What What happens is uh, you the cash is awarded after, with your next path tag order. So it's right. not like you get it right off the initial order, but no, you no. do get it credit your account with your order. Cool. want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, and most people are looking to, you know, people are doing path tags more. I think people are doing them more than they they were. And this is something. Mm -hmm. This is something I'm trying. This idea of, of giving something back to the readers is something I'm trying to work with some of the other advertisers as well. So, you know, I like the idea that you pay twenty four dollars for the magazine, and then we give you you get $10 of that back. If you happen to be a person who does path tags, right. uh, I'd like right. to find other ways to, to find, to help other people get to 
you know, maybe some of the other advertisers can, can make some sort of offer to give something back as well. Uh, I really would like the magazine to be more like a, almost like a club where you get benefits or something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, oh, so I'm kind of working that angle right now, trying to get uh, uh, advertisers to include things. And in, I mean, for example, I've said, you know, if you want to put something in my swag pack, mm -hmm. a little sticker or a button or embroidered something or other, right. I'll be happy to include it. I mean, it, I'm not going to charge them for it or anything. They can just, you know, send me whatever they want to insert into the pack and I'll include it. And subscribers get it and then it makes everybody happy. So uh, awesome. they get, they get exposure. Uh, the subscribers get more more bang for their or get more swag mm -hmm. for their buck. Sure, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, so let's uh, look for more of that kind of thing in the future. I'm really working that angle pretty hard right now. Very cool. What 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 is currently in the swag pack do, that uh, would go out to people that subscribe? What I've got today? right now, there's a little uh, geocaching. Uh, well, let me see. I'll hold something up too. Sure. Uh, uh, Along with the pig eel. Yes, which I, I saw the picture of. It's awesome. <laughs> there's a, a Have You Found Spartacus oh. uh, little sticker. It's sticker. just a sticker. No big yeah, deal. Kind of neat. Uh, I give these out with everybody. They're my little promo cards. They're a yep. sample geo trading card. Yes. Some people can actually have these trading cards made up for yourself. Right. That's a great idea to, uh, you know, I, I, I saw those as a really cool. It's a neat idea. Yeah. And then of course, uh, there's something new I came up with. This is a, uh, called a geocaching. Uh, I've created a little geocaching license, <laughs> uh, just a novelty kind of thing. Uh, on the back, it says, uh, <laughs> I, I won't it. be able to read it now that I've got it here in the light, but the <laughs> It basically says uh, things like, uh, you know, my seeming, seemingly erratic behavior is not uh, is not for any reason other than I'm playing this game. Uh, and uh, while geocachers know all the best places to hide a body, I am not actively in the process of doing so now. Uh, <laughs> just all these things that they have to certify awesome. to, to be a licensed holder. Right. So anyway, I tried to make <laughs> it fun and something that people could, you know, could <laughs> write their little geocaching nickname on and right. then. And well, you, show to people. Right. <laughs> when you when you get stopped by Leo, you can go, Officer, I have a license to be out here doing this. <laughs> That's exactly right. Fla flash, your, flash your badge. Here's my geocaching exactly license, right. sir. I am I am licensed to do this. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm always looking again. Like I said before, I'm always looking for new things to put in the swag pack. So if mm -hmm. any any of the advertisers or, or anybody out there has a geocaching related business, you for example, if you wanted mm -hmm. to do a little round geocache talk sticker and insert it in the pack you you know welcome to do so i'll put anything you want in there you can get these things printed up for practically nothing so mm. they, they make a nice little uh giveaway oh that is great so. yeah um you know and uh appreciate uh you you know putting putting geocache talk in the magazine that's been uh i've really uh means a lot to me that you're uh been a sponsor uh yeah um, it's a win-win thing it is. We're all we're all a community here, and we all need to help each other out. So yeah, that's that's the way I look at it. No, very good, and um, just I, I love it. And uh, you know, it's, um, I liked. Uh, we're gonna move on. We want to talk uh, for the next half hour about uh, your trip and all the geocaching and hiking you did. That's really uh, fascinated me. But last thing, last thing to talk about with the magazine. This uh, <laughs> let me see. I just I thought this was a fabulous idea, Keith that you did. Mm -hmm. This is the special edition I'm holding up for the audio uh, folks 
I'm holding up the geocache uh, geocache fourteener special edition you did um, that was handed out to everybody uh, at uh, at Geo Woodstock, and I really love this. When I first saw that you did this, oh man, um, it's got the it had the schedule in it, but it had um, it had like the map. Oh, I dropped it. <laughs> All right, I got it. Uh, it had the map in it. I'm showing, which is really cool. Um, and um, there was, um, you know, just a, a just so very well done. This little little magazine. I don't know. Did you get any comments about this when we were there, or? Well, I mean, this is something I started doing. Uh, I've only done two of these so far. The first one was for uh, Geo uh, Coin Fest in Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember and, that one. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the idea basically is that uh, you know I, I have the ability to create this thing. It's sort of like a program for your event. And uh, what we try to do is get you know advertising in it to pay for the cost of the production. Right. For me, it's basically a uh, a promotional item that. Uh, and this is another perfect example of the win-win idea I'm saying. I, I create this thing for the event. I get exposure as a result. The event gets a program. Yep. We hopefully get advertisers to pay for it, or right. we work it into the cost of the registration pack or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, and and everybody everybody comes out ahead. Uh, they get a nice little souvenir take-home piece that's a, a branded mm-hmm. magazine. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a really good idea, and I've got uh, – I, I probably can't say right now because it's not uh, a done deal, but I think you'll be seeing another one of those coming up this year. Oh, awesome. Uh, possibly more than more than another one, depending on who, who else might decide they want to do one. Okay. So they should contact you um, if a mega. Exactly. Anybody okay. doing a mega event, you know, I'm happy to do those for your mega event if we can find a way to pay for them. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's wonderful. It's a great idea. Um, and um, yes, I loved it. That issue was particularly good because of the the Joe GPS tribute. Uh, yes. That was really well written. Very I well can't written. remember who did it off my head, but uh, it was a very nice tribute, um, and uh, it made that particular that particular mini issue a real keepsake. That was uh, Brad Simmons, uh, Monkey Brad. Yeah, he did a great job with that. God, you talked about the Godfather of Geo Woodstock. Fascinating. Exactly. Uh, Fascinating story and uh, just a wonderful, like you said, wonderful tribute uh, to uh, to a great geocacher. Um, you know, it's funny. We um, uh, it, it, this is what happens too sometimes. Um, uh, Keith and I, you know, I was I was running around as my first Geo Woodstock, and I was trying to you know promote geocache talk and get all that going. And I did I did wander by and shake hands with Keith for about a second. <laughs> just I waved it. I shook a hands. I said. You're doing great, but it was—it's frantic. It really is. Um, I, don't I would know. like to have had more time to chat, but I was overwhelmed. I, 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 I Once my booth opened, I was filling orders all day long. It never stopped. They only got, I only got a break when they took the big photo, the group photo, right? And then it was right back in nonstop all day long. Yeah, that's something that I need to to remember uh, for um, for fifteen. If 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 uh, if I end up if we plan on going, but if if you're there or just people in general that um, I would tend to spend some time, would like to spend some time with, you can't do it at geo Woodstock. You really can't um, because um, mm-hmm. you, it's, just, it's just frantic. Um, I was able to spend a little time 
with uh, Sonny and Sandy before the event and, and Joshua and uh, Justin, the GC doc and some other people. But like, um, I want to, uh, uh, you know, some people that I, I, I see David Rives from time to time, drives cash closet. Um, but again, I just walked by, said hi and, and got out of his way. Cause he was just, <laughs> he was, he was busy as can be, but anyway, so, but w- wonderful. It was a, you know, uh, just a, a great time. I'm, I'm glad you did that. So, all right. Let's get into um, our next, the topic of the night, uh, which is your trip, um, your month-long sabbatical. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about how the planning began to do the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage, I guess is what most people did. I mean, it's a hike. Oh, go ahead. Well, sorry to... The um, the idea read uh, Life Seven Issue Three. Uh, the title of the story was uh, "I Would Walk 500 Miles," uh, and it was written by uh, Anne. And uh, this year she had done, and uh, as she was doing it, she she. Uh, Kept a WordPress press a WordPress blog about her journey. And um, it just looked amazing. You you broke up a little bit. Go, go back for a moment and tell uh, tell that part again. I'm sorry. Go ahead and uh, start over again about um, where where it started. Sorry. You know, if we're having audio problems, try switching. I think we're having some audio problems. Let me try switching okay. quick. Okay, no problem. Bear with. Me while I That's try fine. alternate feet. That's fine. <laughs> you do, you do that. I'm going to um, talk a little bit about uh, Camino de Santiago. I did some did some research on it after Keith and I talked about um, him being on this, on here and um, talking about this trip. Interesting. Um, it says uh, I found a website that talked a little bit about the Camino. Officially, the Camino is any passage in Europe that leads to the city of Santiago de Compostela. You have to help me if I get these these uh, terms <laughs> wrong. Um, essentially, it starts at your doorstep because anybody can go to, you know, you can start anywhere to get there. But uh, most people refer to as the Camino de Santiago is just one of the routes called the Camino Francis. Is that right? Uh, Francis, yes. Francis, okay. So and that's how you sort of started your trip is you started – um, you started in basically in France. Exactly. Okay. So go, go ahead. So, um, um, I think so, we've mm-hmm. I've switched over to an alternate, uh, the Wi-Fi here. So, uh, maybe okay. we're good. Are you hearing me okay now? Yep. So far, so good. We're, we're good at the moment. So that's great. So, all right. So okay, I've got a little, <laughs> I've got a little bit of a delay from my end, as you can see. Okay. That's, that's all right. So, uh, so talk a little bit about, uh, again, how this got started and, or how you thought about doing this and then um, kind of begin the process of how you, kind of the genesis of it and how you got started in, the, in getting to uh, Juan Pied de Port France to begin this trip. <laughs> the, um, the idea came from Annie Love, who's a Lackett ground speak. Um, she wrote an article for issue, uh, volume seven, issue three, uh, it was the feature article in the magazine called I, I Would Walk 500 Miles. Yep. I and read that. Uh, back that was in, good. 
earlier this year, she she did the Camino de Santiago, and I, I read her blog as she did it, and it sounded like a fascinating, amazing thing. And uh, basically, once I heard about it, just like geocaching, I became obsessed, and I had to do it. I, I just couldn't let the idea go. Uh, so, uh, I booked the flight to, uh, to France <laughs> and off I went. It was, uh, it was amazing. Dragged the wife along. <laughs> for part of it. She didn't join me for the whole thing. Thank oh, God. She did part of it. Okay. Well, uh, good. So you're, you're a good man not to drag her through all of that. Uh, because <laughs> oh, yeah. it looks like a uh, part of it is kind of, I mean, fairly grueling. I mean, you go through the Pyrenees mountains um, so talk a little bit about, um, look, just the, the hiking in general, and we'll get into the geocaching and the, some of the stops here in a moment, but just, just, just in general, the hiking, how grueling of a hike per day do you think this was? I'll tell you about my first day. Okay. I, uh, I got up before dawn and, um, hiking through the very steep streets of the town itself I was just in, uh, hiking up, 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 up. I'm like, wow, this is very steep. Uh, I get to the edge of town and of course I stop and find the geocache. It's in the old ancient wall, uh, as I'm leaving the town. And my idea was that, heck, I'm going to make, I'm going to be geocaching this whole trip. I'll be finding caches along the way. And, and, uh, uh, and I was very gung ho and very optimistic about my ability to do so. Uh, as I leave St. John, I go, I start up this extremely steep hill and I've gone probably half a mile and I have to stop and my heart is racing. And it's like this really difficult thing I'm doing. And I'm thinking I've got 18 miles of this. Right. <laughs> and it was, it was just up, up and up the whole way. I've heard people say that anybody can do the Camino de Santiago, uh, you know, anybody, any age. I do not agree with that. This thing was extremely difficult. It's the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Wow. Um, just getting to like the first third of the way, I just felt like I'd made this great accomplishment. It's just when I got to like, there was a little, uh, uh, there's a place where you stay called an albergue. And there was an albergue at Orison, uh, about a third of the way up the mountain. And just reaching that point felt like a major accomplishment. But uh, yes, this thing was, to say it was grueling is an understatement. It was, it was, <laughs> By the time I reached my the end of the, the trip, my I was completely destro destroyed. I mean, I I could barely walk. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they. Um, I, I looked and I I should find it. I'll, maybe I'll put a, a note in the sh in the, the the show notes. As I was doing some of the research on it, but they showed. Um, you most people have probably seen it, but it's like a a map of the elevation changes that exactly. you go through, and it's like, holy cow! It's like it's. I mean, it's like way up way back down kind of back up again it's like you go through these these uh these uh very steep elevation changes and everything but, exactly uh, when i when i first started looking at this 18 mile trek across the pyrenees i was thinking about average walking speeds so i thought well average walking speeds three miles an hour i should be able to make this in five or six hours <laughs> what i did realize was that i was walking one mile an hour when I was going up these steep inclines and I was walking half a mile an hour going down these steep inclines because it was even worse than going up, which was hard to believe. Right. Um, as geocachers, we've all done really extreme terrains. We've all hiked up really steep inclines. We've all gone down ravines. We've all done that. It's nothing sure. new to us, Right. but it's different when you're doing it for three miles at a time. 
rather doing it, you know, for a cash here, or cash there. So after hiking, you know, 12 miles up the mountain yep. and then going the rest of the way down, you were just, your knees were destroyed. It was just, it was amazingly hard. Now the, the, the route that you were on, um, is it the, the path? Um, is it, I've, I've seen signs that they put up and all that, but is it, is the whole thing fairly well um, marked as far as, so you don't get lost as far as staying on the Camino? I mean, is it even up in the Pyrenees? Is it, uh, did you feel like? It's, it's very well marked. Okay. It, unless, unless the fog rolls in. <laughs> That's true. Uh, which, or rain. I saw a couple of your things were. Which is, uh, which is what my experience was. So. <laughs> So, so you never got off the, did you feel like you did, or did you, did you ever get off the path? Do you feel like, and had to go back or did you? Yes. I, I, I took a wrong turn at one point and, uh, had to retrace my steps and, uh, yeah, I was, uh, it was in the fog. It was, it was very scary. It actually, I was up there by myself. I think I was pretty much the last hiker up the mountain because I was taking one photo after another, stopping a lot. And uh, they got to a point where I'm thinking, man, this is this is getting to be a serious situation. Uh, but luckily, I, I ran into a couple of guys, one guy from uh, Denmark and one guy from Amsterdam, and uh, they helped me get down off that mountain. And uh, it's uh, it was it was quite an experience. Wow! And the guy from Amsterdam ended up walking with me the entire 500 miles. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing! <laughs> it was it was it was very amazing. So, um, so we, you started, uh, you, you flew over there and you, you, you started in, um, uh, Spain, found a cache in France. So you got a, got the French, uh, souvenir. Um, so then, um, you started the process again of, of walking, um, you know, through this now, um, in the, in the process of doing that, of course you, 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 you uh, you, uh, logged or, um, let's say blog, you put on Facebook, um, uh, a lot of good information and, and, uh, did a lot of photos. Um, it was really, really cool to see. Um, so you're saying you, you would stop at points and, and take photos. Um, um, do you, and then how you said the, the one guy from, from Amsterdam stuck with you. Uh, was there other people? Uh, I mean, you, you meet, you obviously met lots of different people that were doing the right, Camino. Yeah. Which, yeah. how is that, um, how are, how's the process just of, or how is the experience of meeting people from all over the, really probably all over the world, right? Did you? It, yeah, it really was. It was amazing. Uh, we were, uh, by day four, four days into this thing, I had a group of eight or nine people. At one point we swelled up to 12 people. They were all walking together, uh, sharing laundry duties and sleeping in the same room and, and, and just it became like a family. I mean, just right off the bat, within within just a few days. Uh, on day one, I met Johan and Dane, and on right. day two, I met Julieta and the two Polish kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> and awesome. on day three, yeah, and by day four, I had uh, three more people from Spain: Gregorio and Paco and and uh, Santi, and I had Maura from Holland. And by day four, we're in Pamplona with this group of people that I felt like I've known all my life. And I've only known them all for a few days. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> it was. It really was an amazing thing. It. It, uh, it was. It was so much more. I mean, I expected it to be social, but I didn't expect my little group to form up around me that quickly. You know, we right. just all 
just gelled together real quickly. It was, it was, it was very, very nice. That's neat. And I wanted to mention one thing you mentioned, you know, I found the cache in St. John and I was, and I mentioned before I was planning to like do a lot of geocaching during this trip. Uh, what I found was that if the cache was more than a hundred feet off the path, I was too exhausted to go get it. Right. <laughs> I understand. It was like, this thing better be right on the path. Right. You found quite a few. I mean, you know, and we're going to, we're going to talk about a couple of them here. Uh, but, um, so the way the Camino is set up, I, uh, you know, and this is the, another question I had was <clears throat> they have, um, they have places that, uh, you can stay that are designed for people that are doing this, uh, this hike. Exactly. Um, do you, did you have a list or did you, was there, how, how was, how were you able to sort of navigate through um, the different parts of the trip as far as, uh, would you just kind of, would, would your little, your little group, the Keith gang, would you guys, uh, <laughs> would you guys kind of walk until you basically couldn't do it anymore and then say, okay, where are we going to stay? Did you kind of try to plan a little bit or uh, how did you kind of work out the, yeah, with the um, we had a you know we I started out the trip with a guidebook. It's a va- famous guidebook for the Camino called the Briarly Guide. Okay, and it breaks the trip down into I think thirty three segments. So you basically have if you want to follow the guide, you know exactly where you need to be each day to get to Santiago in thirty three days. Uh, because we joined up with uh, a, a man named Gregorio on day four in Pamplona. Uh, actually, we joined up with him earlier than that, but uh, he uh, he became our guide. He'd done the Camino twelve times already, oh, and so he knew wow. all, that's awesome. He yeah. knew all the best places to stay. He knew eat. all the best places to eat, and so after that happened, it's like my you know I'd planned to learn some Spanish along the way, but by the time this guy joined us, I didn't need to do anything but follow right. him. <laughs> Wherever he's going, just stick with him. That's awesome. So. Uh, uh, you know, I had an app on my phone that I could use as a GPS to follow along uh, in the route if I got lost or off track. But for the most part, I relied on the other people. We would uh, we would notice when one person was going off track and they would holler up ahead and say, hey, there I was going this way. And uh, and we correct ourselves uh, in, in, in terms of where we were going. But the. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was for the most part, pretty well planned out when Gregorio st- w- joined us, mm. he had a specific route that actually allowed us to pick up an extra day. So we were able to do it in 32 days instead of 33. Um, yeah, because, um, how, that, how many people, that's hard to say, I know, but was there, is there a lot of people that do the Camino? Or was, was there a lot of people doing it when you were there, I guess is my well, question. I was doing it in what they call the shoulder season. Uh, it was actually a time uh, when, you know, most people in Europe, they can do it on their holiday, which is in the summer. Uh, so a lot of people are doing it in this brutal heat of the summer, which I had no interest in doing. I wanted to do it during a time when it was, I'd rather be freezing cold yeah. than, than out there risking heat struggle out there. Uh, people die on this trip all the time. There were two people that died while I was on the trip, died in, in, on the, in the Pyrenees uh, as a, at the very end of my trip. Uh, somebody died of hypothermia out there. Uh, and uh, it's, I don't know. It's uh 
<laughs> I've lost my track train of thought. Oh, what were we talking so, about for? Oh, oh, just the, um, the 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 amount of people. I mean, is there? Oh, the numbers. I, that's right. I guess it, I guess it would vary depending on if people are doing. Maybe, yeah, I mean, I mean, there were days when I hiked when I saw two or three people on the trail. Uh, oh, okay, I thought there but, were more, but. But there were days when I saw a lot more as well. Okay. I mean, it really depends. It depended on the weather. Uh, one day I hiked in the rain. I was by myself the whole time. This was, uh, I say I'm by myself because when my, um, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a long story. But uh, at one point when my wife joined me, we fell behind. And then my wife had an injury that caused her to drop out. And I spent two days catching up to the group again. Uh, basically, oh. I hiked. I hiked 64 kilometers in two days to catch up to the group. Wow. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was, uh, the, the, the thing about it though, is that by that time I was so accustomed to it. I was so, I, I it's like I got my, like getting your sea legs or something. I sure. it, like, I could do more than that if I had to, but, mm. uh, it, uh, at that point I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, we're going to try to catch up. And I, I uh, I didn't quite catch up until we got to the very final spot to Santiago itself. But yeah. at the end, we were all together again after a couple of days of being apart. But uh, what I was getting at was the, the day I, uh, one of the days when I was by myself, I hiked all day long in the rain and I saw mm -hmm. maybe two other people. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to do a screen share and, uh, well, I've talked through it too because you know we got uh, the audio people too, but we're going to show some of these things as well. Uh, let me. Um... All right, can, we, can everybody see that? Can you see that? Okay, Keith. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, these are some of your finds uh, during that time, and I think we want to start with uh, this one, Monumento. Pellegrino, yeah. Talk about this geocache a little bit. This this cache was located on a ridge line. It's probably the most famous, one of the most famous places on the Camino. It's a ridge line where there are a uh, series of cutout yeah. metal sculptures. Right. And, That's right. Uh, I pulled up a, off the gallery some. Photos. I can see that. Yes. Yeah, go, uh, go ahead. So uh, interesting. Yeah, and that's the uh, the interesting thing about this cache. If you hey, there's Annie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Annie's the, one, Annie's the one that inspired my my trip. She's the, the one that went on Annie yeah. this year. And, uh, that's what is. I think we got cut off when I was explaining that part. But uh, yeah, about Annie. Uh, yeah, and I I read the art. It's in the uh, it, it like you mentioned. Uh, it's a great article in your in the in the magazine. So and uh, people can get back. We're gonna jump back real fast. You can get back. You can if you don't have a certain. Uh, volume can you ask for that volume if you have any left you could, you'll send somebody that yes they're available on the website okay. uh, and just while we're at that uh, just to explain kind of what I'm doing now uh, I have turned over all of my previous back issues prior to volume seven to the guys over at Space Coast geocachers uh, that are geocaching oh yeah cool uh, so if you want Old back issues, you can get them through those guys because I got tired of storing them all in my in my little uh, mini warehouse. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I do have, I do still have the uh, current issues, the the volume seven issues, seven one through uh, one through four, okay. and uh, seven five is the one that's actually uh, being uh, printed and mailed right now. Okay. Uh, so yeah. 
cool. Okay, that's good. So if you want to get Annie's article about it, uh, as well as you've got some Bio information. Seven, issue three. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. You can get that. You can uh, order that one. So, all right. So um, they've got these metal, cool, little metal art, metal art. Yep. And so the the cash there's I guess is that still the container? <laughs> Hold on to that container there for a second because okay. I get to this thing and remember I've been hiking all morning I'm exhausted I get up finally stagger up to the top of this ridge line right and uh, and there's a food truck up there oh wow a food truck <laughs> I'm like, hey, food truck what do you know wow so I go I go up to the food truck lady and I say dónde está el geocache mm-hmm. and and she rolled her eyes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. And she says, <laughs> and then she kind of reluctantly kind of tilted her head to the side to indicate it was back behind the truck somewhere. Oh, okay. And she been, uh, she asked that before. So, yeah, I didn't order anything from the poor lady, but uh, I did go <laughs> down and, and start searching for the cash. And it took me quite a while to find it. And the thing is, that container there that you're looking at, mm-hmm. yep. uh, it was hidden in a bush. Okay. along a very popular hiking trail. And do you know what happens behind bushes and very oh, popular no. hiking trails? No, no, no. <laughs> no. I actually emailed the owner of this cache. Just, I mean, I'd forgotten to log this until just today. Yeah. So I actually included an email to him saying, dude, you need to move this cache to a little teeny tiny bush that's nearby right. that nobody can squat behind. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> It's a fairly large container for those that are. It's a uh, fairly logging. large container, but it was surrounded by mm. toilet paper. I had oh, to no. pick my way through. <laughs> it was not pleasant, but uh, the difficulty and terrain rating on that too. Exactly. Oh. I, uh, I I did find it though, and I did I did uh, I did sign the log there, and I and I finally got around to logging it today when I realized I hadn't logged it on the yeah. trail. But I was so exhausted at this point. It was early on, and I was still really hurting. Right. Uh, I felt wonderful after I found this cache. It was like it was just enough of a break. It took me about 20 minutes. Yeah. And so hike down the mountain from that point was so much easier after that point. Look at that yeah, shot. A, that looks like the view down to Puente Lorena. I think it's Puente Lorena, uh-huh. which was the next town I was going to. And you, can, you can't even see it in that shot. It's so it's it's six miles away. Uh-huh. And, and it just – that was the other thing about this trip. It was so amazing the difference, distances we covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day, it just it, it boggled my mind when I when I looked at it after the fact. Wow, amazing! Uh, you, you do. I mean, these are photos, obviously, from them, but you you have some great photos too. Here's here's another uh, shot. Oh yeah, somebody left on the page. So, um, you know, just a wonderful. Uh, I mean, as far as the the countryside, I mean, I get you were probably like, I think you even mentioned on your on the Facebook, you like, I kept stopping to take photos. And, um, you know, um, it was one of those kind of crazy things where, um, how do I, how do I keep going? I keep wanting to stop and take photos, you know? Yeah. At some point I just had to say, okay, look, there's another amazing scenery. Yeah, I know. <laughs> another amazing, uh, uh, photo op. And now, nah, unless it's like super amazing, I'm not even going to bother. Right, right. <laughs> Incredible. Um, all right. Wh- wh- which one of these next ones do you want to? Uh, I think the one, I think it was Paso Honroso. I'm not certain. If it says something in my log about being the, 
uh, caching with a first-time cacher, that's the one. Uh, we're, we're watching. You can see the pictures? No. Oh, okay. Hang yeah. on a second. Let me stop sharing for a moment. Let me start, Let me share again. Some reason why. Oh, oh, I know what's going on. I'm sorry, Keith. Hang on one second. Okay. I am very sorry. Thanks. Susan Brett came over. Let me jump back. And this is my fault. I have to I have to make sure we screen share. That is my fault. All right. Thank you, everyone. Sorry. I'm new at this. <laughs> All right. You can see it now. Everybody can see it. Oh, okay. So let me go back. Okay, we're not gonna. We won't go back to a lot. Let me show the photos real quick on this one again. Uh, okay. Just so uh, we hear about what we're talking about. So um, there's the container. <laughs> uh, and there's there's Annie uh, with yeah. the, with the metal art. So <laughs> hopefully, um, bring up the chat room. Is that good now? Are we good? And we see. Now, <laughs> all right, hopefully uh, everybody can see now. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, yes, okay, Tom says, Tom Brotherman's in the chat room. I don't know. Oh, no. I know. I, <laughs> we won't get into that, but um, no, I, I love Tom. Um, so um, so there, there's Annie. Um, talking about those metal art, very cool. And some of the, like I said, we we we, and we talked about that. I'll show you the Vista uh, Vista shot. Uh, oh, not that's not the best one. I like uh, I like this one. Just amazing. So when you're at this point, um, is it is there enough towns between stops that you're able to sort of get water, get food. I mean, it, it, was there any kind of, um, was there a point where you're like, okay, how much further are we going to go till I can get, till I can like refill water? Or is there any kind of situation like that that you ran into? It varied. I mean, often, you know, we only went a few miles between towns uh, mm -hmm. and then other times it might be 10 miles before we saw anything. Uh, usually, usually it was just a few miles or, you know, five miles at the most maybe. But uh, there were some sections where you had to be careful about how much water you carried and, and, uh, and, and be a little more diligent about that. This is the right one. This is <laughs> on, the cover, uh, on the cover of the current magazine. Oh, which I will bring uh, up. Mm -hmm. Which you have, I believe. Bring that up. Uh, there it is. On the cover, this is that cache, Paso Honroso. Oh, okay. Um, and the uh, the two people you see on the front cover there are Anya at the uh, uh, up on top of the wall and Yarek from Poland. They were a 19-year-old boyfriend-girlfriend couple that I met on the first day in Ronces Vias. Uh, we all shared dinner that night because they have a communal kind of dinner thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yarek came up after me and said, you seem like a nice guy. Do you want to walk with him? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I said, that was the worst Polish accent you could ever possibly no, That's okay. Get. We'll get the... close to what Yark sounds like. <laughs> we, 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 get, we get the idea, Keith. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> but uh, he, and I'm like, oh, sure. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I was still so beat up. 
and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to keep up with you guys. That kid, if you look at his backpack, he was carrying probably 50 thing. pounds on his back, just right. amazing amount of weight. And, and his girlfriend was carrying almost as much. I mean, yeah, you'll she's see got all a big pack. Yeah. Up there. yeah. But uh, anyway, I thought there's no way I'll keep up with this guy. And uh, by the next day, you know, we're hiking along and, and sure enough, I'm like, dude, you're going to have to leave me behind. And this kid wouldn't leave me behind. He's like, he went over and he cut down a sapling and made me a walking stick. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, so here I am hobbling along with my with my homemade pilgrim staff. <laughs> your geo staff now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and and I I carried that thing all the way to Pamplona, and then this kid goes and he finds me two hiking poles at the local the uh, hiking store, and uh, and uh, so I ended up going by and picking those up as well. But right. uh, any rate. Uh, he uh, he got interested in the geocaching part of it, so I started showing him, you know, what geocaching was all about. And this photo was taken of taken of him at that cache, basically right. logging his first find. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was a uh, it was it was great fun, and, and uh, he uh, he uh, he was a lot of fun to hike with. And we 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 went all the way to the end together. Uh, when I when I got to because I lost uh, a little ground and tried to catch up to the group at the very end. Right. Uh, Yarek was the one who came and gave me a hug at the last minute <laughs> when I walked oh, through to, awesome. to the church and actually arrived. He, he was the first one to come greet me. Right. Uh, it was great fun. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Yeah. Um, in fact, let's talk about, well, let me show you that. This is a photo of you in here. Uh, this one's called the, the promise. And one thing I noticed is Spanish uh, geocaches. Oh my gosh! Look how long some of these are. Yeah, <laughs> they are super long. That's great. I mean, you know, but it's it's it really. At least beats... that one has the English embedded in it. Some of them it were does. only in Spanish. It was <clears> like, well, I have no idea what you guys are trying to say. Right. <laughs> it's some of your logs are kind of funny because, like, I don't know the hint. I'm just going to wander <laughs> around a little bit, and I actually found it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, here you go. Okay, this is me at the end of the earth. Um, this is a, a, a cache I found at, uh, at, uh, Finisterra and, mm -hmm. uh, back in Roman times, uh, this particular point was where the Romans thought the end of the world was. Uh, basically you look off to the West and you're looking towards home, or at least for me, looking towards home, looking towards the United States, sure. but it's a very, very long ways away. Uh, and uh, this particular cache, I had to hike about halfway down this this point. Not, it wasn't anything major, but uh, uh, definitely uh, was a little more challenging than anything else I found on the on the on the Camino. Mm -hmm. uh, but just gorgeous. I, this view doesn't really do it justice. Uh, but uh, it uh, that was the I believe the the, the further the well clearly the, the farthest westernmost cache I found in Spain. Right. Go back up to the gallery. Yeah, that tower there. Uh, well, I say that tower. Actually, that may be wrong, but uh, there was a tower at the site that was part of an earth cache. You had to guesstimate the, the height of the tower. Okay. And I was able to look at the height of a man. Uh, the tower had alternating white and red markings. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see that the, each of the segments was a little higher than a man's height. So I was able to calculate the height based on that. Sunset yeah, that's, uh, I've got some sunset photos of that place. They're just mm -hmm. amazing. amazing. 
What gorgeous. <laughs> all right so um you did a uh you did a, a lot of uh, a lot of traditionals you did a couple earth caches um we're going to kind of wrap up talking about um kind okay, of interesting <clears throat> this is the traditional well not traditional this is the end of the Camino, the, the, the trail is the church, the cathedral, yeah, the ca cathedral de Santiago. So talk a little the bit about at Santiago is, mm -hmm. uh, is supposed to be where St. James is, uh, is, to, is entombed. Right. And, uh, the whole Santiago, uh, the whole path to Santiago is marked by scallop shells. Uh, you see them yeah. in all the waypoints and everything, and they'll be embedded mm -hmm. in the, in the, in the streets. Um, uh, you'll see little metal ones embedded in streets. Uh, and uh, the idea was that when uh, way back a thousand years ago or 800 years or however sure. long ago it was, yeah. uh, the, the story was that his, his sarcophagus washed up from the sea or was recovered from the sea somehow, and it was covered in scallop shells. So it became the symbol oh. of, of St. James. And uh, so when, the, when, and, there's a whole long back history clearly to this. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> I couldn't possibly go into no, now, but no, it's a whole story the uh, idea is that uh, St. James is entombed in this cathedral and that you, you make pilgrimage from wherever you happen to be in Europe or, or, or wherever and uh, to come and, and pay respects to his, you know, his, uh, final resting place, I guess. Yeah, interesting. A uh, little interesting Catholic history. Uh, if anybody's interested, I, I find it interesting uh, hearing about and reading about some of these things. So anyway, but we're not going to get into that tonight. But uh, um, <laughs> so um, and there's uh, you know, t but the church looks looks like a gorgeous church. Uh, it's funny. I'm looking at. I was looking at this this thing on my iPhone, and I don't remember seeing those images of the granite grains. Yeah. And that was one of the questions they asked in the earth cache about the grain size. And I kind of just winged it and said, well, I think this is large grain. <laughs> right. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'm just now for the first time seeing that image where he shows the <laughs> grain size. And I guess I was supposed to use that to, uh, to figure out the answer to the question, but he, he allowed me to find. So I guess oh, I got good. it right. <laughs> you, were, you were there. That's good. Um, some different things there. Um, well, there you are. What do you know? There I am. <laughs> um, amazing. Um, so, final thoughts on the Camino for for you. I mean, was it? A, a, you know, people always talk about it, it was a trip of a lifetime. But for you, do you feel like it was a trip of a lifetime? Absolutely. Uh, I I encourage everybody to go do it. It was so amazing. It was it was it was. I tell people it's the hardest and most wonderful thing I've ever done. It. Uh, it just uh it's it's really hard to to put it into words that you know what what the trip is like um i was telling this is the nerdiest thing ever but i was telling someone that it was like a it was an episode of star trek okay <laughs> where, where uh jean-luc picard is beamed off the bridge of the enterprise and he goes and he lives his entire life on this planet like he grows old and everything and then after he he's after 
the end of his life on this planet, he's beamed right back to the same spot he was on Enterprise. And that's what it felt like for me coming home. It's like, my God, I just lived in this alternate reality right. for a month and a half of my life. And it was just a complete removal. It was like I lived a whole other lifetime. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was really amazing to me and what I liked about it from the very beginning, this idea of the camaraderie and meeting people from other places and, uh, and, and kind of uh, really deeply immersing yourself in these multi multicultural experience. Uh, just that, uh, Oh, it was just, <laughs> it's kind of surreal. I mean, it's, Oh yeah. It was, it was so unbelievably rewarding. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's hard to put into words, but mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity to do it, go do it. But make sure you train for it. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would be fine. I thought, hey, I play tennis all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was. I had all these ideas about being able to do this thing, and they were not realistic. Uh, and if I had trained a little bit, even if I just gone and hiked down the beach, you know, mm-hmm. for a, a week, it, I, I would have had an easier time of it. But. Uh, it uh it's definitely worth doing and and i I would encourage anybody who has the opportunity to do it to go try give it a try uh just make sure that you uh you are prepared (laughs) yeah now you could okay if you were to do uh if you plan let's say because i'm in better shape than i was but i'm not in the great shape if i plan say um, well, number one, I could do part of the Camino. I don't have to do all of it. Exactly. Uh, but you don't, I wouldn't get the certificate. You got a little certificate at the end, which is kind of cool. Well, you can go, the, the, the plan my wife had before she, she had a hip injury that acted mm-hmm. up and she had to stop. But uh, the, the part that my wife had planned to walk was 75 miles. Okay. Uh, it's the minimum distance you can walk. It starts from the city of Saria. Okay. And uh, it's the minimum distance you can walk to receive credit for walking the Camino. Oh, neat. Uh, okay. So there is a there is a simpler option. Right. Uh, of course, I wouldn't do that option. Camino that's, light. Uh, well, that's you, Keith. Come on. <laughs> that's, just, that's, just, that's just how you are. But uh, could you could you do the five hundred? you did almost exactly 500 miles. I mean, you were you know, exactly, you could, it was, um, well, I, I know it was at least 500 miles because I yeah, of all the walk and all the extra walking right. I did. I mean, it was, it was 485 linear miles. I'm certain of. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know that part. Plus all the vertical up and down. I right. don't know. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so, um, could you do the trip in more days, uh, and just, not um could you do it maybe say in 40 days yeah, absolutely yes in fact you'd bit. probably have a lot more fun doing it in 40 days because okay. you, you basically you can go five miles or you can go 10 miles or you can go 15 miles or you can go 20 miles okay. however you, i mean because there, there are places all along the way where you can stop and you can and find a place to eat find a place and get a bed right uh and uh it's uh yeah so you can do it as many days as you want the two guys that I ran into from great Britain did it in 28 days. So they were oh, really uh, making good time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, depending on your fitness level, I mean, there's, Different if you ways. want to do it on a bike, you, two weeks. Oh, okay. I didn't know if people, mm-hmm. did, I, that was, that's a good thing to bring up is I didn't know you could uh, bike it. Um, nothing, nothing of mechanical, nobody could motorcycle it or, you know, you, you basically no, no. don't allow you to do anything you, like that. You could ride a burrow if you wanted to. <laughs> okay. That's a cool way to go. Uh, okay. Um, 
Neat. Well, uh, we got to finish uh, real fast with the sock story because I actually uh, uh, <laughs> I, I teased the sock story, but you did have a couple. You did have a couple issues. One, uh, we're going to wrap up the uh, tonight with, which is getting through customs. And <laughs> tell tell us real quick about your. I feel so bad. You had some some serious. Uh, I guess they're serious. They're, you lost some. You, the polls that you were got. It wasn't a big deal. It was I not know. a big deal. It was. Yeah. But yeah. you lost. You, you didn't. Yeah. Get, you didn't get to bring your polls back. Yeah, there was certain uh, the security confiscated some of our stuff, but it wasn't any big deal. Uh, it's funny when 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 Gary mentioned the sock story, I was like, sock story? What is he yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I read all your I read all your posts, man. I'm up on all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took me a while to figure out what he was talking about, and finally I realized he was talking about the my final day or my final day of my, my trip when I was coming back from Madrid, Spain. Uh, I go. Uh, I'm, I'm getting checked through uh, through customs at American Airlines, and, and and not only had I already gone through all this check before, you know, through the record metal detector and everything, but they were like hyper checking people at, at the American Airlines counter. I had to go through a whole other line and like two checkpoints, and then this guy says, "Hey, you got selected for uh, additional screening. Congratulations!" <laughs> and yeah, the way he said it was like, "Oh, great! I get a prize. You're the winner." <laughs> So, they give you a prize I, uh, at the end. I mean, they made you like <laughs> strip down and everything. So the, so the guy gets me down there, and, he, and here I am unpacking my pack and everything. And, and uh, I think the way I put it in the site was that uh, uh, I got my revenge on them because he asked me to take my shoes off. Right. And, I, and I'd been wearing the same socks for three days. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That'll get them. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> that'll ser- that serves you right for making me take my shoes off. But, yeah, they made me go through my whole bag, and I was uh, explaining things. My man, on top of that, I had stolen contraband in my bag because my wife had taken a blanket from one of the airplanes. <laughs> all right, it's just, it's like I'm bringing that back, and then uh, yeah, we're bringing back the blanket. The now. <laughs> yeah, here's the blanket. Here's to take that. Here's my GPS, and uh, don't ask me what I'm using the GPS for. That's that's another yeah, story. Right. But, all these weird things in my pack. <laughs> well, uh, you've been back for a while, as we were talking about earlier, and you you feel like you've kind of recovered uh, a little bit. That's good. In case people are wondering, I didn't, yeah. this, I didn't, I didn't even really mention this at the beginning because I, I know this, but people are kind of like, <clears throat> if they see you on the video or whatever, Keith lives on a boat. So he literally lives on a <laughs> boat. In case people are wondering, like, where is he? But... Uh, you do. You're a, you live on a boat. That's awesome. Uh, this particular spot I'm in right now is actually the pilot house. I should have a big wheel in front of me right now. Right. Exactly. But because my boat doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> I just I just made this my computer station. That's <laughs> great. It's a boat that doesn't go anywhere. But it could. You could, right? Or what's the last time? I, I, I could put the wheel back on at any time, but <laughs> okay, good. the boat's not going anywhere. <laughs> you're you're uh, you're docked. You're not dry docked. Yeah, exactly. But you are docked. Okay. Um well, uh, so uh coming soon, uh next week as I mentioned, uh, uh Doug McCrae is going to be on the show, the inventor of Ms. Pac-Man, and we're going to talk about this whole story of uh, uh how that came about. It's a it's a really cool story uh to hear about uh from Doug. 
So we're gonna we're gonna do that next week. Um, as I mentioned, Christmas uh, night, I'm gonna do a mini mini podcast. Uh, ask Geocache Talks to so send me your questions. Uh, otherwise, it's gonna be a very short show. Um, New Year's night, uh, I'm gonna do another one, uh, kind of a mini podcast. We're gonna talk about geocaching gifts uh, that maybe people got during uh, Christmas uh, holiday season. And I'm gonna look ahead a little bit to 2017. Um, talk about um, different. Uh, megas, uh, different uh, possibility, possible trips that people could take, you know, plan for the Camino, different things like that, right? Uh, p- plan ahead uh, for, for a trip like that. Uh, normally I only mention three. I'm going to mention a couple other ones, just uh, uh, Geocaching with Derek will be on uh, after that for show number 31, and then Nick will be on uh, for show number 32. Um, so, uh, again, Keith, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Uh, always a great fun uh, talking to you. Um, so everybody, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, please email me your comments um, and don't mention the fact that I screwed up the uh, the share. I know <laughs> I, I messed that up way too often. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll get better at that. But uh, we did correct it. My, my lovely wife came down and gave me a note. So I'm so glad she's there to kind of help. So we kind of got a, we, we kind of uh, fishtailed for a minute there, but we kind of got back on track. But uh, anyway, send me your comments, uh, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk and Facebook, facebook.com slash geocachetalk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Uh, don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can hear the show on a weekly basis. And again, uh, don't, just talk about geocaching you know, do what Keith did. I mean, maybe not do exactly what Keith did, <laughs> um, but maybe you need to do what Keith did and do the Camino and do a little geocaching along the way. So anyway, all right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Hey.